And we are live. It is Friday night. We are back this week. Uh, last week, we posted uh, a former episode for you guys to watch and reflect and uh, redig into. Um, but we are back and uh, just want to encourage you guys to share the broadcast as we go and interact and comment. Let us know where you're at. <laughs> Thank you. Um, comments have already started. And so I just encourage you guys to be a part of the experience. We enjoy when you guys interact with us. Also, um, just to like, if you want to be a part of what we're doing here, if you want to help us continue to do what we do, feel free to go to hcm-stratford.org. That is where you can click the donate button and be a part of what we're doing here and what we're doing here in the city as well as online. Um, it's all connected. We are a connected group here. Also, just to let you know, for the next two Fridays in a row, we're going to air two very special episodes uh, that we feel have a lot of weight to them. One is the Glory Boys, and the second one's going to be a surprise. So uh, get ready. Make sure you rewatch. Uh, dig in, guys. There's so much that happens within the hour, two hours that we're on here that you don't always get to grasp all of it. So uh, we really just felt like this would be a nice way for you guys to experience some really good Fridays, but we are back this week. There's Johnny right there. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> but uh, mm. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but I did. What's that? But that uh, Albert. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that cartoon. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, so we're mm. back, man. Come on. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You're already on. If you're on, share the broadcast. Help us get it out there. Yeah. We uh we appreciate you guys a lot. So yeah, how yeah. was uh, how was your week? Good, busy, busy, busy. This time of year, everybody's busy just because it's like you're trying to get everything done. You want to get done. You're also trying to enjoy it to some level. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like I like when it's hot. I'm like that's me. Yeah, I'm like, crank her up. Yeah, it's better it. than cold. Yeah, no snow. I mean, there's no bueno. A little bit of. Uh, Humidity isn't so nice, but when hot's fine, humidity <laughs> not so good. But, you know. I got my kiddie pool now, you know, I just get to sit right up to there, yeah. just lean back. Yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah, it's nice. The kiddie pool's good. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I got air conditioning in the house and the studio, so we're doing good. Mm. <laughs> you do have air conditioning. I do, yeah. So, hey, dude. So, it can get as hot as it wants. Yeah, yeah come yeah, on. Something I don't have yet. Yeah, you got to work on that, man. <laughs> I had it in my last house. I really like that. That house, I remember uh, that house on Belcourt mm. was so fun because, like, when Vic lived there, it was like a freezer. Vic used to turn that thing <laughs> to 60. The yeah. girls had blankets on them to try to stay There's warm. icicles on the it's windows. Like, dude, are you kidding me? I like it time. cold. It was a good time. Yeah, it was always <laughs> nice and cool. And no humidity in that house, let me tell you. Caroline, how are you doing? <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been a great week. I I had a great time being a, away for a little bit there, and and just glad to be back. And yeah, you know, dig in. Why not? Right? Why not? We want to go deeper. We want to we want to see the manifestation of the kingdom in us. That's where I'm at. It's like I want to 
step into the completion of what I am. Yeah, last, not always so easy. <laughs> yeah, like last week, um, I broke. Yeah, you know, I reshared the bridge, which broke down a little bit of why I do what I do and the revelation mm -hmm. that God downloaded. And um, sometimes it's hard for people to really understand the difference between carnality and spirit. Those are two completely different worlds. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Uh, you don't reason with your mind the world of the spirit. Jesus always spoke uh, earthly or carnal stories, but he never meant what he was saying. He was speaking about spiritual things. Yeah. For instance, there's a story that always is told about that where Jesus is talking about um, when somebody dies, a spouse, that person is freed now to remarry, right? So he's talking all about that because they were all about the legalism of what Moses had said about divorce and about all these things. They wanted to know what was clear, even to the point of, well, you know, if I remarry, like, and once I go to heaven, then who's my wife? And so they were always looking into these things, right? When Jesus was talking about that, it had nothing to do with marriage. Yeah, they, he was using their question to, yes. to hide something. He was revealing that he was the one that was, uh, because we were married to the law. Mm. Jesus came to the carnal world. Jesus put on carnality. And he died. So he's now divorced. He raises from the dead to spirit. And we raise with him. So now we're able to marry another. Mm. That whole thing was about the two covenants. It was about letting go, dying to the old, to Judaism, and resurrecting now to be joined to Christ in the Come spirit on. world. It had nothing to do with. I mean, obviously, people were going to use it in the in the understanding of legal, um, but it really wasn't about that. That's and wild. He does that all the time. That's what it's about is he's trying to bring us up higher in our understanding and through revelation. That's why it's not information. It's revelation. Well, and there's there's even like I'm, I found even in myself, there's like the, the spirit is overcoming the the like the flesh the carnal reactions right like, to the point where like there was something that happened that caused me to get upset and then all of a sudden like i felt like this other like vein in it come and it was like well if you embrace this yeah you're gonna see life and so i did and all of a sudden boom i see life and i'm like okay so if i would have listened to my first reaction mm -hmm. I would have brought death. Yeah. Could have caused a fight, could have caused whatever. Separation, whatever. Yeah. And I'm realizing now that it's it's actually learning how to tune in to the, the frequency or the sound of the spirit is is actually to act in a manner that's not of myself. Right. Not normal to yourself. It's like your mind's been running on a track. Not of my soul, I should say. Right. Not of self, but not of my soul. Yeah, of, of the way of you the thought program. all your life. The yeah. program. Yeah. So the program's running. We've been in it our whole lives. Yeah. Even, dare I say it, religion, even yeah. Christian religion. No, it, it's... 
is based on a carnal carnal it's like let's add that's why add uh scripture and christianity what real christianity is to carnality and what do you get you still got the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you're yeah. still trying to be good you're weighing you're still, it out yeah you're still on all on this same programs running only now it has a a religious flavor in it that's why um the world isn't against uh basically in the west of christian against christianity i mean yeah they get some feed some backlash but seriously you know they're not really well because we're not we're not contrary to their system we're actually no. operating in it using their tactics and they believe all the same stuff when you die you go to heaven yeah there's atheists yeah 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 but they believe the same greek thing that we've been taught yeah. where the fact is jesus said when he mm. said i am okay. in the world but not of it what was he talking about he wasn't talking about the fact that the trees the grass the flowers the universe all the things that we could see yeah. weren't something that he created and that were of him he was talking about the system the program the mindset yeah the, that, that they were operating that's in. right i am not carnal as you yeah i am of another world of spirit they call it spirit yes and our idea of spirit is something translucent and floating in the room or shiny but the reality <laughs> is it's got substance yeah it's just moving at a different speed i love when when he's talking um about the spirit and he says you know like no one knows where the wind comes right. from right that's that's something i realized i've been doing slowly is trusting mm. the wind yes and seeing like results that are blowing my mind in people because i listen to a thought or a heart word or now a voice yeah but it's like why well because it's not it's not of this normal pattern it causes change because it causes disruption in the system. Mm -hmm. It causes something to stop and look like it's a lot of what Jesus did was to get people to stop and look and think. Yeah. And reason for themselves. Exactly. And like, you think about that conversation he had with the Pharisees about the, the grain. Yeah. You know, where they're like, your disciples are harvesting on the Sabbath because yeah. they pick some like grain in the field to eat. Yeah. And he has like, he just looks at them and he's like, how can I disrupt their thought pattern? So he goes, well, didn't David steal the, like take the bread that was meant for the priest from the altar? Like, didn't he take that when he was hungry? Mm -hmm. And and this was the crazy thing. And this is what my goal is with connect and everything was when he said this, Man was not made for the Sabbath, right? But the Sabbath for man, and and now like I seen this like the same saying just in a different way, and the Lord spoke to me and He said, "If you're serving the Sunday service, you're it's wrong. Yeah, the service should be serving you, because the Sabbath is what it's rest. called rest. Yeah, and so there is a rest. Come on, right? So if you're if you're going and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and you're burnt out like and you're serving it's not you're not getting anything we think that we're gaining some kind of brownie points 
with God, but the truth is he'd rather you rest. Yeah, there's not you're not gaining anything. Why? Because it comes from the wrong tree. But if you're going somewhere and you come out with life, mm -hmm. feeling energized, full of life, the full tree of, of joy. Life. Yeah. Well, yeah, great, go. But don't don't serve something that takes so much from you that you're in a place of lack because of it. It That's says insanity. that it's joy and peace, right? In the Holy Ghost. Come on. That that's what we're to live in. And if we're Ooh. not living there, where are we? Yeah, I gotta focus on that one. Come on. So there's there's something to be said about stopping and doing inventory. It's not that um again, people do things. God looks at the heart. It's always the heart, the motivation of the heart. So yeah. they could be stuck in it but the motivation of the heart's good and only God can discern the difference. Yeah. And again, it isn't about what they're doing. It's about the heart. Yeah. And God will keep drawing them. That's why it's a journey. That's why we're going up a ladder or a staircase, a stairway to heaven. We're going <laughs> up the stair, the ladder. Um, good luck. Yeah. It's, it's Jacob's ladder. It's Jesus. John one fifty one. Jesus is Jacob's ladder. It's all yeah. about revelation light that must carry us back to the Father. We must leave carnality of where we fell to and be restored back to the world of spirit. Yeah. And to think with the mind of Christ, because he's given us his mind that we might live. What is the mind of Christ? It's the spirit. Yeah. It's not the reasoning mind of man, which is carnal, right? But it's it's a completely different thing. So what I want to do tonight is <clears throat> tear into some scripture a little bit and let us look at what it's saying in light of these two worlds, carnal world, whether you're wearing a padre suit or not, a priest, a minister, yeah. whatever you are, it doesn't <laughs> matter. A padre because there is there is no baseball there's no layman right <laughs> yeah we think there is because it's a system that we built <laughs> it, but there isn't we're all children of god come on right maturing to become sons that's what maturity is to be a son oh one thought right before we go in yep yep i had this uh whoo. we got a few people on yeah yeah there's people on mm -hmm. hey guys say hi Hey, hey. You can. I can't see the comments, but yeah, yeah. I'll uh I'll let you know. So I came to this this realization in a conversation with someone. Yeah. To be like Christ is to truly engage with people needing nothing in return. Right. Because everything you need is from the spirit, it's from the father. Mm-hmm. So you're never looking to them to give you anything. And that's like, it feels impossible. Right. But like, I started to think about it today and I was like, that's what I want. I want to be able to love people without ever getting anything from them. Never needing it because I'm getting it from the father. And it might come through a person. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Again, it's motivation of your heart, right? Yeah. It just, it really hit me where it was like, why am I speaking to this person? Why am I spending time with this person? Mm -hmm. Why am I doing, am I doing this because I want a reciprocal relationship where I get something, they get something, or am I truly 
doing this because I love that person. And even if I got nothing back, would I still do this? And it was like, yeah. And that was like a really cool thing to have. And just when we figured that out, then we get to love our enemies the same way. Exactly. And that's, that's where it was going. Because they're not our enemies. They're, they're, They're us. They're lost. Come on. You know what was so crazy? Um, there was a Paul movie years ago. Mm. And when I was traveling a year or two ago on the train, I was watching it. And um, through the movie, he'd have these flashbacks of like Christians he killed. Yeah, yeah. And um, when they killed him, like when he went to heaven, it was those who he had killed who greeted him at the gate. Like this little girl just runs up and wraps her arms around him. And he had like had her executed. True forgiveness, right? Well, like it was almost like they were like, we were family the whole time. You just didn't see it. Right. It, like it was like, it was and wild. That, that's where we are in the world right now. We're all family. We've always been family. Yeah. It's just we're blinded. We're living in a, a blinded state called darkness mm. where we have chosen uh, carnality Come on. over spirit. So Scott Jones said hi. Hey, hey. Uh, Caroline's on. Rach. Hi, hi everybody. And then uh, Darius. Mm-hmm. Hi, Darius. So we're going to start here, guys, but I just wanted to say hi to all you guys and finish up thought. And nice. Cha-ching. <laughs> so let's start in Galatians with, with Paul. He says, so we also, when we were children, we were under elementary matters of the world. Being enslaved. So he's telling us we are under a carnality enslaved to it. But when the completion of the time came, Elohim sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under Torah, see, under the carnality, under the law, to redeem those who were under Torah in order to receive the adoption as sons. Again, adoption is maturity, sonship. And because your sons, Elohim, Elohim has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, you're also an heir of Elohim through the Messiah. But then indeed, not knowing Elohim, you serve those which by nature are not mighty ones. But now, after you've known Elohim, or rather, are known by Elohim, how do you turn again to the weak and poor elementary matters to which you wish to wish to be slaved again? So what he's talking about here is religion. Whether it's in the form of Judaism, whether it's in the form of, uh, uh, dare I say, Christian religion, Whatever it is, right, and I'm a Christian, Yeah. whatever it is that gets us back under some form of law, which we were divorced from, like I said at the very beginning, Yeah. Christ was crucified. He died. I died in Christ. Therefore, I was free to marry another, and I married— the spirit which raised Christ from the dead, which I was in him being raised from the dead. In fact, even this is another day, but even when they came up to him, they're debating, is there a resurrection? He looks at them and says, I'm the resurrection. See, the, it's not about, is there a resurrection? It's about what's in you. 
He's the resurrection. So the resurrection's already in you. What are you doing about it? That's the question. Are we just following the crowd into the, into the grave? Or are we believing and turning to something completely different than we're even aware of? Therefore, he says, Paul, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, the Christ. Now he's talking about the spirit world of which all people in that world make up the Christ. Jesus is the head. We are the body. See, that's why he's saying he's tipping us off. We're leaving elementary rudiment. And that I still believe the, the journey through that is important. Yeah. But at some point, can you stay there? Like at some point, I got to quit drinking milk and realize I may want to eat meat. I need to nourish myself. Or I will not grow. I will stay stunted. Yeah. Right. So he's saying, I'm, I'm, I want you to leave the elementary things now. I want you to come in and, and I want you to understand the Christ. So let us press on to maturity. See? Not laying again a foundation of what? Repentance from dead works, faith towards God, instructions about washings and laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. These are elementary childhood things. This will do if God permits. If we need to, because you're not understanding, we'll come back to this. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. Remember, that's an eon, right? And then have fallen away. It's impossible to renew them again to repentance. Since they again crucify to themselves the Son of God, put him to open shame. Now, I'm going to help you understand some of this as we go here. Um, let me do a little more, and then I'll emphasize that. But beloved, Paul says, we're convinced of better things concerning you, things that accompany salvation, things that you got from salvation that you're not aware of, though we're speaking in this way. So Paul says, I'm, I'm speaking in in a, a carnal language that you will understand. Even when he spoke up up above that about uh, crucifying him afresh, all that stuff, he's trying to get through to us in a language we understand. And you said at the beginning there, you said about um, them saying things, I forget how you put it, um, but what they used to say is the prophets would offend your mind to reveal your heart. So they didn't really mean what they said. It just was an offense to get you to awaken to what's really inside. And that's what that whole passage Paul just spoke about is about, an offense. Because he wants you to understand something. So, for instance, I'm going to throw this out <clears throat> concerning that. We're huge in the West on repentance, aren't we? ginormous yes <laughs> now let me tell you what it is because the lord showed me 
It's killing the bull. Once a year, what do we do? We go in Israel as good Jewish uh, people. We go once a year and they kill the ram for the forgiveness of our sins. And then we go back and then we come back and they kill the ram. Then we go. Then we come back and they kill the ram. Repentance is killing the ram. Yeah. This is what Paul was talking about up there. He's saying, you can't do that. Do you not understand? He says, Christ once, once for all, done. Don't try and add to this. And what is repentance? It's changing your mind. What? From the mind of carnality to the mind of the spirit. But people cling to one train of thought or one verse, like where it says, confess your sins one another, you say, yeah. well, just to forgive you. They're like, okay, I got to confess all my sins. I got to confess these men or I'm not forgiven. And it's like, that's not what he's saying. No. What he's saying is one to another for a reason. He's saying, come to each other with your issues. That's it. But, if you're struggling, right? Exactly. Because if you confess your issues, mm -hmm. they come what? To the, the service. Light. Yeah. Like into the light. And then you're able to go, okay, well, they know I have an issue with this, so they're going to keep me safe, and I'm going to walk with them. But you can see I'm, I'm trying here just to reveal to you a difference between oh, carnality yeah. and spirit. It's in so the, true. In the spirit, Jesus came Come on. as the lamb Forever. once. Once and for all. So then we are, John the Baptist said, to repent, change your mind, turn around, look. We're going to lift from where we are to where he is. Turn away from what? That's right. The rams. The rams. And even that eon that ended just before Jesus Yes, was the eon of the ram, That's the right. sacrifice. And it's like realizing that huh, this has been the coolest thing for me mm. is being convicted of sonship. Yes. Where when I'm in a place of struggle, I'm no longer convicted of the, of the struggle. I'm convicted of who I am. Which is going to change you? That is calling me out of the struggle. Well, he's telling you, you're not even that. That's not you. Yeah. Renew your mind. He's saying, Corey, wake up. Yeah. True repentance is a revelation of who you are. Yes. Metanoia. Metanoia. And, and the word repentance is just such a perverted way to approach God. Well, it was the penance thing. Well, Netflix. It's, it's no different than crawling on your knees up a thousand steps. Yeah, and we we come to church with our whips and lash our backs before we take communion. And we and think that when we go to the altar, we feel really guilty and bad, and then we ask God to forgive us on Sunday, and we go do the same thing on Monday. Come back on Sunday, do it again. That is Old Testament, and you know what the truth is? Is that Christianity? Well, it's a trap. I don't think it is. Yeah, I think it's a form, like Paul said, you're caught in a form. But there's no power in that of transformation. You're doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and nothing's changing. So what is it? Wow. Well, and you and you can also read where Paul says, beware. Beware of those who tell you do this, do that, don't do this, don't celebrate that. Don't exactly do why? Because those are the ones that are caught in the cycle yeah. of sacrifice and they don't even know it. It's not blaming anybody. It's it's the 
we've been the blind leading the blind. We're all been in the dark, right? And God's saying, he's drawing a line in these days and saying, you want my kingdom? Then you now need to honor what I did wow. on Calvary and you need to come into a new world because there is a new creation. If you're That's living, wild. you can't live in the new creation and the old at the same time. Yeah. Make a decision. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, because I'm always like, God, like I want to manifest the kingdom. And well, how do you manifest the kingdom if you don't even truly believe you're forgiven? That's forgiven right. once and for all, no matter what you do tomorrow, no matter what you did yesterday, you yeah. are a new creation. That's right. A new creature in Christ. So after the bridge comes, wow. it brings us to the promised land. Right. That's its purpose. It's to press into the Father and not return to the elementary things. And he has much to reveal to us concerning the kingdom. Because we, we've used the word, but have we really understood? No. So the, 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 the manuals he gave me, the one was the doors, everything was about the cross. The ladder is Christ. It's about Christ. Seekers are finders of the kingdom of his spirit. The birth is the awakening. Union in Christ is understanding we are one with him. And then there is um, the everlasting gospel, which is three gospels, gospel of salvation, gospel of the kingdom. But there's another gospel. It's called an everlasting gospel. This gospel has always existed, always will exist. It never hasn't existed. It's us that wakes up to the good news the gospel that's always existed so that we can partake of it, right? So he was the bridge. Um, he, sorry, the bridge into what is and now to begin breathing and seeing from within ourselves. The world of the spirit is within our father's kingdom. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. It's not about a guy coming to save me, to make me a better person. It's about God, the creator coming, creating a new creation on Calvary, divorcing through him becoming mortal, divorcing mortality or, or uh, carnality, and then resurrecting, like I said, into immortality, back to the Spirit, and carrying us with him, and then coming to awaken us, which is the ascension, because that's the third thing he did is ascended. So now he's just causing our souls to ascend up the ladder, cross the bridge from the mountain of man to the mountain of God, so that we will understand where our home is, is in Zion, in him, and always has been. We've never left. It's our soul that can't, that's been blinded, and we've been veiled, and we can't see. So the awakening is God awakening us that he is good, and that we live and move and have our being in him. Where am I right now? I'm in Jesus Christ. Right now, I can't get in him any more than I am right now. To the degree I'm experiencing it is to the degree I believe it. And the veils are removed. It's not trying to get something. If we're still trying to get something, then Jesus himself failed on Calvary. 
And I don't think God ever fails. He knows exactly what he's doing. He said it at the very beginning. It's good. It's very good. Well, he wasn't just talking that day. He was talking the seventh day, all complete, resurrection of Jesus, the whole thing, us awakened back in the kingdom. This is what he did. This is what he did. And if we can align ourselves in agreement with him, wow. Our idea of Christianity will get blown out and we'll meet Abba Father. That's who's face to face. That's who Moses, it says he went up the mountain. What do you think that was? That's the ladder. He ascended. And who did he meet face to face? Elohim. He met the Father face to face. That's what he did. And God spoke to him, not in riddles, but open face, man to man. It meant he spoke to him in plain understanding because they spoke mind to mind because they had one mind. So he was able to uh, speak to him, not in words like we understand, right? And this is where, do you think God's a respecter of persons? So Moses is a light on the road saying, hey, hey, this is what you can have, man. Don't settle for elementary things. Get out of the sandbox. You don't need to repent at the ram's head. Get out. He did it. He did it. The Lord is so good. John 3, 3 and 16 and 7 says, 16, 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And don't shut off. I know you've heard this a thousand times. But listen. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And this is now. This is not in a by and by. For God did not send the Son, what? Into the world to judge the world. So who are we serving in Western Christianity when we are judging everybody in the world when the creator himself says, I didn't come to judge the world. So if you're of me, what are you doing? But that the world, the world, the cosmos might be saved through him. That's what he came to do. If you want to know what Yeshua is doing, he came to bring restoration and reconciliation to all of humanity that's been in carnality by lifting them up the ladder through revelation after revelation after revelation through the agape love of God that they might be awakened to who they really are as the sons of the living God, Ben Elohim. That is what he came to do. Love your brother, he says. Love those that hate you. What did he do? On the cross, he goes, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He's saying, I love them. I was just listening to a guy who was talking about that, Mm -hmm. and he says that there's one translation that said that he repeated it over and over again. (laughs) 
see like <laughs> do we do we want to know there used to be this show when i was a kid yeah. it was called to tell the truth oh yeah and three guys would stand up and one guy would say i'm john brown the next guy would say i'm john brown and the next guy would say no i'm john brown and then they would ask questions and everything to try to figure out who the real john brown is well i want to know i'm reading scripture tonight guys i want you to see who jesus christ really is to tell the truth and let's quit serving the antichrist in his jesus outfit because that's what it is man that's what it is he's got you at the ram every week that is not yeshua and that is not the kingdom of god i don't care you can call it the kingdom all day but if it is doing something contrary to bible yeah then hey is it not time to wake up it's like if 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 he says don't do this and i'm doing it and i i'm saying jesus loves me this i well i don't care what you say do we believe him? Are we following him? Yeah. This is what's important, I believe, in the in the kingdom is, do I want to see the kingdom? Do I want to see Jesus face to face? I used to sing these songs all the time, right? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. What's that mean? It means I'm going to wake you up and you're going to have to follow me in the light. Walk mm -hmm. in the light as I'm in the light. You can't stay in the dark. I always say to myself, I say, I can't, once he shows me something, I can't unsee it. Yeah. It's like, I try, I try, I want to get along, I try, but I can't, I can't unsee it. And, and it's not that, again, I say, when I'm a child, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I got saved from darkness. I got saved and I was brought into something and... I, I, I walked along and it it had form and there were some good things going on there. And I learned a lot and it was real nice. But someday, all of a sudden, somebody said, hey, you want to take the milk, you know, the milk bottle out of your mouth there? I got I got a nice T-bone for you here. But you're going to have to grow those teeth. And that's when my life changes. That's when all of a sudden he says, it's okay. It's okay. You're coming out of the dark. You're still in the dark with things. I get it. But now you say you want to be my son. If you want to rule the kingdom with me, you're going to have to know some truth. Mm. And you're going to have to let go of the lies. You can't live in the lies and say you follow me who is the truth, right? Yeah. And so that's where we find ourselves. A lot of what people don't see um, the reason why it's hard to see it is because we don't understand what it looks like. We read these verses, Jesus and the Pharisees, Jesus yeah. and the Pharisees. But really, the Pharisees are closer to modern-day Christianity than we think. Yes. And Malcolm Smith does an amazing video on that. You can go on YouTube, check it out, where he shows, like, the how devoted the and right? how, yeah, like, how... Mm -hmm. They served God and everything and everything. They, they did. loved God. But this was the thing. They created a standard, mm -hmm. right, that you had to obtain. And it was obtainable. And if you failed, you were no longer good anymore. Right. 
And the truth is, is most of us are doing this. And we don't, we don't understand because we've, we've been trained our whole lives. Yeah. Even not in Christianity. We were trained. Yeah. In our lives between right and wrong and good and bad and getting the right answer. Yeah. And what is the right answer? It's not something that I pursued. It was, I was told this is the right answer. And if you don't give me the one I tell you that's the right answer, then you're wrong. Yeah. You don't get the gold star. This has all been programming. But with Jesus, he is the living word that's leading us by his spirit in all truth. And I, I, I was silly enough to follow. Sorry. Well, and the, and the crazy thing is, is like when you start to look at just um, sim- something simple, right? It's like we want punishment. Mm. Like, and I don't know why. But it's it's innate. Carnality craves punishment. Yes, it craves justice. It that's, craves all these. That's things. that old system. Judaism. And so it's like like because I was talking to someone and they were like, if Christ forgave everyone, mm-hmm. then there would be no punishment for them. Right. And I'm like, yeah, because he took it. And then he's like, but that's crazy. What about what about Hitler? Mm-hmm. You know, what about you know, no punishment for that? And it's like, well, you just made Hitler bad because compared to you, he's worse. Mm-hmm. But if you were worse than him, wouldn't you want mercy? You know, like it's like and we, and, and God's weighing one, it out. Yeah, and God deals with all these things. There yeah, will not be us. there will be things there there is in this world recompense for what we do. Oh my gosh. But but what we have to understand is that um isn't it funny? One day. Um, I'm, I become a Christian, and the next day, I think that everybody else should be punished that isn't. When, wait a minute, five minutes ago, I was in the punished column. Yeah. Now, why do I get to walk away free? You see? Yeah. It, it, the math doesn't work. That's called a self-righteous spirit. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and, and the crazy thing is, is to walk into, let's say, heaven. The mm-hmm. word heaven there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to walk into heaven with no understanding of grace mm. and see all those who you afflicted, hurt, stole from, lied, that will be a very intense encounter. Yes. Because they will be looking at you with eyes of love. And you will have to stand there knowing that you did this to those who love you. Exactly. Those who are one with you. And you are going to have to receive forgiveness and love yourself. And how long is that going to take? Who knows? Well, that's the punishment area. And yeah. I have no I have no light on that. Yeah, I know. And I'm not about to create a theology out of something I haven't went there or Jesus himself hasn't explained. Yeah. Well, and for me, I'm just, I ponder these things because it's like, not not the punishment side of it, but it's like, we want much grace, much mercy, much love. I used to say, Lord, I could use a dump truck full. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I so I better be thing. giving it out. Yeah, like I don't got this thing figured out. No. I don't I don't even know how to rule over my own land yet, my own physical land. I don't exactly. even know how to be the king of my own castle, let alone look at somebody else and begin to judge their eternal like, are you nuts? I know there's so much to this. I said this today, and, and mm. it, honestly, I was like, I think the church took too much responsibility in people's lives. Yeah. 
I think I'm responsible to love you and encourage you to seek the father. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it ain't my business. It, like, you only do what the father tells you. Right? Like, this is just like, we've gotten to a crazy point. Like I've heard stories like of, of friends of mine who like, you know, their pastor saw them doing something and he they're like, I'm responsible for your soul and yeah, all this stuff. And it's like, where did you get that? He was taught. Like what, what, like, how do you own someone? Cause they, they went to your church. Like, we have to wake up yep. and break off these ties that so tie us to the ground and stop us from the pursuit of the one who loves us. Yes. And and like, um, hmm. Hmm. if any of this is offending, it's not to offend people in the fact of judging. What it is is to wake you up Yeah. to look at the scripture, what it's actually saying, so that we can learn to be like Jesus in love. Hmm. Romans 6, 2 says, The relevance of all Jewish teachings about ceremonial washings, which are baptisms, the laying on of hands, what's that? In order to identify with the slain animal as sacrifice. And all these teachings pertaining to the sin consciousness even the final resurrection of the dead is in order to face judgment. These were all concluded in Christ as the very substance of the types and shadows. It was done. His resurrection bears testimony now to the judgment that he faced on humanity's behalf and the freedom from a sin consciousness that he now proclaims. So he's proclaiming the freedom of a sin consciousness. I best not be preaching sin consciousness, or I'm working against Yeshua. (laughs) So it is with God's prompting that we advance into the substance of what God has now spoken to us in his Son. Now, it may be that someone may clearly see the light of the prophetic word, participate in the Holy Spirit by sampling the heavenly gift now, Mm. stepping into this. They might even begin to feast on the beauty of the word, already experiencing the power of the age of the promise that everyone was waiting for. You see, everybody's waiting for this. When it's already here, it's already happened. We can access heaven. We can access the heavenly realms. We can access all of these things now. And if we're not, then we are not yet understanding the gospel. It's not the right gospel. On this subject, Romans 5. There remains so much to be said, but oh, how difficult it is to explain to someone who hears with an indifferent attitude. They're indifferent to this. By now, you Jewish people should have been professors to teach the rest of the world, but you still struggle with the ABCs of God's language in Christ. Hebrews 1 to 3, chapter 1. The difference between the prophetic shadow and substance is like milk and meat in your diet. You cannot live on baby food for the rest of your life. We've got to eat the meat, which is the substance of Christ. 
and what he did. So the milk of the word is living in shadows. The meat is the very substance of Jesus Christ. The revelation of righteousness, how God succeeded to restore what? Mankind to blameless innocence in Christ is the meat of God's word. Babes live on milk, the shadow of what's to come. So does everyone who is not pierced, so does everyone that's not pierced in the ear of their heart with the revelation of Christ. Can you start to see the separation between spirit and carnality, these two worlds? If they're not pierced in their hearts with the revelation of Christ, they're still giving out milk. This is the nourishment of the mature. They are those who have their faculties of perception trained by gymnastic precision to distance the relevant from the irrelevant. The mature are those who know the difference between the shadow and the substance, the futility of the law of works, and the willpower to work righteousness against righteousness by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Mm. These are the defining lines between the spirit of which that world, Jesus is king, right? And the, the world of carnality, where we're still uh, serving sin consciousness, the ram mentality. Like, why did the law come? Because we were already in it. So it came to show us where we were. Yeah. And then in the fullness of time, Jesus said, but that's not who you are. Because we'd fell and we we're mentally living within a, a prison in our minds of uh, that belief system of the ego. And we had to come out to think that G Jesus went to all this trouble to reveal something. It, it, it was already done before he came, before anybody came here. Because wow. it never changed. It's the, the everlasting gospel. That's powerful. Come on. So in Luke 9, 53 to 56, and I'm giving a bunch of scriptures because they unpack this so well mm -hmm. that it helps us to try to climb up into the reality of these two. And then you can decide where you're living and where you need to move. And you might have to pack your bags and move into the spirit world. Okay. Um, what did they used to say? If somebody's too heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Well, that came straight from the devil. I want to be completely heavenly minded. So I'm no carnally good. Like yeah. seriously. Do you see? Now I realize why they said it. It's because of a few fruit loops. But you know. But but even too, you know, there's, people. There's people who were deemed as fruit loops. Yeah. Who are probably just way too far ahead to know how to connect anymore. Oh. You know, because and we love Fruit Loops with milk. <laughs> you know, they taste wonderful. Yes, you know what I saw today? No mm. joke. It's a total side note. Sorry for me being me, but it's, it's mm. just fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles cereal. Remember that the Flintstones yes, cereal? Yes, yes, yes. They <laughs> wanted like six dollars a box. I was like, no, but I want to mm. buy them, but I won't. Cause that's mm. ridiculous. <laughs> And they have no good for my spirit. <laughs> no. So here in Luke 9, 
They're on their way uh, towards Jerusalem, Jesus and the disciples. Come on. It says they didn't receive him because he was traveling towards Jerusalem, the towns he went into. So when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Well, it's kind of like uh, YouTube today. You're seeing this on YouTube everywhere, right? We need to call fire down on them. They're evil, right? Okay. Look at what Jesus does. He turns and rebukes them and says, you don't know what kind of spirit you're of. The son of man didn't come to destroy men's lives. He came to save them. And they went on to another village. You see that? <laughs> Maybe I should say that on, on YouTube. Yeah, I know. Seriously, we got so much of that other spirit, and it's not Jesus Christ at all. <laughs> we are on YouTube. <laughs> uh, right we now. are on YouTube. <laughs> Yay, I just said it. You know, it's, I mm. was watching uh, a guy one time, though, and he was doing that. Mm -hmm. And I was getting frustrated with him, the person. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Corey, if you don't have grace for those who Absolutely. don't have grace, then you don't have grace. Exactly. <laughs> there was like, I was like, if you don't no, have, I know. then you don't have, then you don't. I get it. Love. Yeah. Love. <laughs> Love. I know. But it, it's a good picture, though. Yes. Of oh, kind no. of where we are. It's not against the people. It's showing you the spirit of the age that we're living in. And we call this frontline, cutting edge Ooh. Christianity. And yet Jesus himself said, you don't know of what spirit you're of. Well, and, and we haven't really understood because we haven't really crossed into that. Like, I, I remember stories about um, guys having re revelation of mm. people being under spirits and stuff. Yeah. There's not a lot of talk about that. No, lately. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like you know, and and I and I get it. That's fine. Like, but like, I I <laughs> I went and searched because I I write music and I'm a music person, and I don't listen to a lot of Christian music. Just being honest, I write a lot of music. I don't listen to any kind of music really. I'm always playing and writing, and so I I search out the top like Christian song, like number one spot. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and the whole song is like, help is on the way. Yeah. You know, my, it, it's like, uh, what is it? Maybe midnight or midday. He's never early. He's never late. And it's all a, like this concept of waiting for God to come through for us. Yeah. And it was good because, the one line was, I've lived enough life to say, like, God's on the way. Like, he's never He's never going to abandon us. I get that. That's beautiful. Give me a pat on the shoulder. But guess what? He already came. Yeah. He's, he's not here. on the way. He's, he's now. There's, yeah. there's something about being in the midst of chaos and, and learning how to come up for air and realize we're in him. Yeah. He is, he has come through for me, even in the midst of my chaos, even in the midst of my brokenness, even in the midst of my inability to control anything in my life. There he is. I live, I move, and I have my being come in on. him. And David said, Where shall I go? I, yes, come on. So let me tell you something God's not coming, he's never left, he can't. Yeah. 
Oh, you're going to love what I'm going to read in a minute. <laughs> so, oh, no, I'm not. Am I going to read that? I don't know. I can't remember. It might be something else. <laughs> I'll see. You can't, I'll see. You can't remember where we're going, but we're well, going no, somewhere. because I got a few things going on. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. We're, yeah. we're in the vein. So Matthew 16, Jesus says to them, watch out and beware. You were quoting this of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Watch out and beware. It's Yeah, so we should pay attention. And it's the <laughs> teachings, right? Yeah. Now, that's what we should beware today. Pure water, because they're talking about being pure and purity and purity rings and all the rest of that stuff. Pure water, all that means is without mixture. It's clean. There's nothing in it. And it's no mixture of the leaven of the Pharisees. That's what he's talking about. When he yep. says pure, you can't have the teachings of carnality, of traditions of men and religion, and think that you're seeing clearly. There's nothing pure about that. When you read that, all I could think about was um, when I was a kid growing up watching uh, Kenneth Hagin, when he would read that verse, he'd be like, now you see here. What you have to pay attention to is the Lord says it twice. Mm -hmm. And if he says it twice, he means it twice as much. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Truly, truly. Yeah, yeah, like it's and then it's so deep because he's trying to say he's putting a gulf between his belief system mm -hmm. and the, the belief system of the Pharisee. Yes. How do we know this? His belief system brought tax collectors in as friends. His belief system talked to women the same as men. Prostitutes. Yeah, his disciples were both sinners. women and men. Yeah. Sinners. Anyone who they were would all family. Follow. They yeah. were all his brothers and sisters. Even when they approached him and said, teach us how to pray, what does he say? Call him father. Yeah. It I doesn't know. say accept me and then call him father. It says call him father. Already. So Jesus says, truly, truly, <laughs> I say to you, unless one is born again, born again of what? Of the spirit. So again's the second time. So where do we fall from spirit? Yeah. Okay. Uh -oh. He cannot see. There we go. You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you live from the spirit. So in reply, he said to him, Omin, Omin. This is in the uh, Orthodox Jewish Bible. I say to you, unless one is born anew, he, he is not able to see the Malashut Hashem. That's what he's saying. So the first fundamental principle is the existence of the creator. Namely, that there ex exists an existence which is perfect in all manners of existence. And this existence is the cause of the existence of all other existences. And through him, their existence is established. That's you and me. And their existence stems from him. And if one could entertain the thought, just for a moment, of the removal of his existence, the existence of every other existence would be nullified and they would not remain in existence. Everything would be gone. There'd be nothing left. And if one could entertain the thought of the removal of all existences besides him, his existence would still be. He would not be nullified and would not lack, for he may uh, be exalted, does not need the existence of any other. 
all of them are dependent on his existence. And his first fundamental principle is that, which is uh, indicated by the statement, are you ready? I am Hashem, your God. So that's what that all means, that existence thing. He exists, and therefore we exist. Yeah. He exists, even if I don't exist. You are. But he always will be. Like he is, therefore I am. Yes, I live and move and have my being in him. Do you see how I can't get out of him? You've never been out of him. It's only religion that's taught you that you have. Well, And what did Lucifer say he was going <clears> to <throat> do? This is the hardest thing that we, like the devil, whatever. It says, I yeah. will raise my throne above your throne. Right. Well, what's his throne? Religion. Right. That tells you that a perfect creator who made you knit you together in your mother's womb, put you together, somehow made you imperfect. Right, which would make him imperfect. He made garbage. Yeah. But did he? No, he didn't. And then you got guys like Paul, who you can see from the beginning of his ministry to the last Ephesians, right? Mm -hmm. Very different from the first in Acts. Why? Because he climbed the ladder. Right. He saw differently. That's he, why he says you have been wrapped into Christ. He could see. Yeah. Unstained innocence since before the foundations of what? The world. You The cosmos. Yes. How did you have an unstained innocence from the foundation of the world and then somehow it just disappeared the moment you were born? It's all in this. It's why we're in this lower state. Of carnality, come on, where we have been slowed down into a lower frequency until we can be restored back to our original condition. Mm. So, this first uh, fundamental principle, and I'm going to give you the second one this is of uh, a Hebraic understanding about the Creator I am Hashem, your God, I am existence. That's why he said to Moses, I am. Yeah. The second mitzvah is the command in which we are commanded regarding knowledge of the oneness of God, namely that we should know that the creator of existence and its primary cause is one. As he stated, understand, O Israel, Hashem is our God. Hashem is one. In many places, this mitzvah is referred to as the mitzvah of oneness. This mitzvah is also called melashut, as the sages say, to accept upon oneself the yoke of the melashut shemem, which means recognition and knowledge of his oneness. Thus, we see that according to Shazel, the idea of melashut Hashem is the kingship of Hashem. What does that all mean? That means I live and I move and I have my being in him, that I and the Father are one. We have never been separated, but that that's the second principle. But he is existence. I exist because of him. Whoa. I can be removed. He never will remove because he is. I am. So that in itself should get our attention. But when we understand we are all part of him, how is it we can hate our brother? How wow. is it? Because it's Christ. Whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. 
Jesus. He's trying to tell us. Yeah. Remember when they caught the fish? Um, remind me which time? Uh, where he said something about the sorting of the fish. Where like he's like, this will be like in the end. Yeah. You'll bring many fish and then he'll sort them out. Oh, right, right. Yes. And it's like this is our job is to embrace humanity. Mm-hmm. To embrace them, all not humanity, like people. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, yeah, the human our, race. Yeah, the human race. Our job is to love and embrace the human race, mm-hmm. and let God sort out what He would sort out in His time, without any, any sort of motive. There's always been a motive, yeah, to like somehow like join my club. Yeah, like we are the, you know, we are the ones who get it. And they're the ones who kind of get it. And those are the ones who definitely don't get it. And those guys are not even coming with us. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're, we're to be a, a basically a lantern of light. Come on. That shines in the darkness and calls yeah. to people. John the Baptist, I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Wow. It's the truth. Bring the truth. Christ died to give us his spirit and awaken our spirits. Come on. He breathed on them in the upper room. He set a ladder out up in the darkness into the light to see, to be born again. Judaism or the old died and the cross, the new was born called spirit. Psalm 23, 25 says, he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm-hmm. You have anointed my head with oil. What is oil? It's light. It's light. What do we do? We put oil in the lamp so the lamp can give off light. And where does he put it? On my head. So my mind is renewed Mm. to the light of who I am. That's the light to see in the spirit. My cup overflows with the truth. That's what he's doing. I'm just checking to see if I should do this part here or not. <laughs> we got lots of time. Okay, I We're will. We're doing good. So Jesus said to them, unless you eat my flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourself. He who eats my flesh drinks my blood as eternal life, and I'll raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink. He who eats it abides in me and I in him. So all he's doing again is he's not setting up a form like we perform. (laughs) He is not setting it up that if I don't do this, he's trying to tell us, right? That you and I are one. You're not what you think. If you eat my flesh, that means the revelation, the manna, I am the bread sent down from heaven for you to eat. If you eat this truth, this revelation, you ascend the ladder right to the father and what's his blood it says in leviticus the life is in the blood what's his blood it's the dna the code of heaven the revelation of my sonship Mm. of who i am not the dna of the brokenness that's come through my generational lines because of the lie but my true sonship Mm. everyone on the planet right come on is his dna so unless i do this and I love Josh Garrell's song. This is why I was going to pass this over and keep going, but I'll read it. It's so good. 
um, he says, I came into the world to the wild. Think about it. No place for a child. Use my voice to howl with the ghouls of the night in the dying light. I had to learn to get what I need in the dark. Empty instincts are guiding me like a beast to some blood. And I can't get enough. I'm losing control. My body, my soul are fading away. Look at the cemeteries full. I'm ready now to feel the power of change. I'm in my mother's, I am my mother's child. I was born of a woman, but I am my father's son. I'm truly a son of God, that means. It took me a while, but my time has come to be born again. When I first heard this one day going to work to, into the church, I realized being saved and born again were two different things. Saved was me waking up to Jesus. Born again is when I'm awakened to spirit and I begin to walk in the spirit. That's I don't good. think you can be born again in a baby drinking milk. It's not, I'm not deficing. Are you going to heaven? Yes. Are you saved? Yes. But we've used this term without understanding because when I'm born again, don't I see the kingdom? It says I can't see unless I'm born anew to the kingdom. Yeah. Yet we, I haven't, I've been walking around for years without seeing the kingdom. Was I born again? No, I was saved. Running scared, he says, in between. What I hate and what I need. Sounds like Romans 7, don't it? Savior and enemy are both trying to take my soul. And I can't hide no more. I stumble out into the light. I raise my fists up to fight because he's angry. Then I catch your eyes so full of love. Lord, what have I done? I cry at your feet, wounded for me and all the monsters of men. But here in your light, we can begin again. I am my mother's child. I am my father's son. It took me a while, but my time has come. Lord, it took me a while, but my time has come to be born again, to be born again. This, I believe, is part of the journey that we go through, you know? Yeah. To come to the place where I recognize that just saying a prayer and trying to learn all the things I need to do wasn't enough. The only thing that will ever serve me is intimacy. Yeah. I have to know. I have to know him. I must climb the ladder he to see my a, dad. Can't be a fictional Jesus. No. Or a historic. Yeah. But most people, if they're really honest, they they know the writing of Jesus. Yeah. And that's not that's not bad. That's part of the journey. But there's a person that far surpasses that. And when you encounter this person, it makes you question the Kool-Aid. And it makes you question the algorithms and the math that men create. Yeah. And you start to go, but wait a minute. He's so loving. Yeah. But wait a minute. What really fries me is when an atheist has a death experience and they enter into the fullness of the love of God and they come back and they're not an atheist anymore. <laughs> no. They're Christian. Well, that just, that 
little testimony never fit in my theological grid ever. Yeah. Like, why wasn't God judging him? Well, no, God was loving him because it was his son. He knew he was blind. Why? Like, we've put a lot of emphasis mm -hmm. on entering this world and exiting. Yes, we do. <laughs> to the point where this you were perfect until you entered this world. Mm -hmm. And God was forgiving till you left it. Yeah. But the minute one of those two things happened, you screwed. Right. <laughs> it doesn't I make know. any it sense. Does, it doesn't. Because like, God doesn't change. Why was Jesus then going to the place of the dead to preach the good news, to set free the captives? Mm -hmm. Why was he doing that? And he took captivity captive. Yeah. So is there any more captivity? No. Nope. All right. <laughs> Just a thought. Just a little <laughs> seed there. So we're, we're to awaken to spirit, <laughs> arise to seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus at rest in the mind of Christ. Come on. And what is that? The mind of the spirit. Now, one night, I've shared a bit of this before. I'm going to share it again in this because this is so important, I believe. Um, and again, you're powerful enough. Um, you don't have to believe me. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to share my experience with something, and you get to decide whether it's right or wrong. Ask the Father yourself. Because if I'm right, it's kind of important what I'm sharing about the bridge and the ladder. Because you can do it now, or you can do it in the next 10 million years. That's up to you, right? But you will do it. You'll have to do it. You don't just go to the Father. So one night I wake up at 3 in the morning. The Lord wakes me up. And he says to me, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Well, I knew that scripture. He said, look the other way. What do you see? I said, I don't understand. I felt like one of the prophets in the Old Testament. <laughs> what do you see? Well, I see, uh, what was it? Something Probably. rolling down a hill. And it's like, I don't know what that are. Two lampstands. One's got oil in it. One's, it's like, I don't know. Right? Uh, what are you saying? Yeah. What, do you, what do you see? And, I said, I don't know, God. And he goes, um, he said, you will believe a lie or a paradigm. It's a belief system. And it will imprison you. Because it's the truth that sets you free. So what imprisons? That theology lies. Antichrist spirit lies. Right? Come on. False prophet, false prophecy in the mind. Okay, so he said, if you think you know, that means you've uh, um, got all your eschatology that you've been trained and taught in, like I was in the 80s, um, which is resurfacing in these days, by the way, um, like another way of making men rich with lies. So if you think you got all your ducks straight, your eschatology and everything. He said, that John is pride and that removes the door and not even I can get to you. That was pretty scary. 
if Jesus can't get to me, I'm kind of left in that prison, right? Now, why can't he get to me? Because I'm going to rebuke him. Get thee behind me, Satan, right? Because it doesn't fit in my theology grid. So then he says to me this. He says, I desire, this is the desire of the Father, for all my children to be by my side, but they will not all come. So he showed me that he approaches us to the place and the way we can understand. Mm. So wherever you are in your understanding, even if you die, you go there. Doesn't mean you've arrived. Remember, he created the heavens. These are dimensions like the carnal world, earth. One earth, many heavens. God is above the heavens because he created the heavens. He isn't even in heaven. He's above them. Mm. But he wants us to go there. But the latter is part of the awakening of, of ascending it. So he says to me, I, and he showed me like this. He showed me himself uh, in heaven. He mm. showed me himself dialing down, which is funny. Dialing down, he meant he was slowing down. Light was slowing down into a dimension, and he was approaching people so they could understand him. And for them, they would call that, I've arrived in heaven. It's I'm there. Yeah. So he said, he goes, first of all, he showed me. Uh, he reminded me of a book I'd read called Visions Beyond the Veil. Yeah, yeah. Of an orphanage in in it called a dome, where A. H. Baker, which is Roland Baker's grandfather, which Roland would have grew up on his knee hearing these stories from the orphanage, powerful stories. And uh, <clears throat> he reminded me of uh, one of the scenes in the book where children went into trances for like twenty four hours, man, and left and went into the heavenlies. And they went there, and kids that had died from the orphanage were running up to them. And they were saying, come on, come on, you got to see this. And they were saying, they were sitting on the grass at the entrance to, to a heaven. And they were, you know, they felt the presence of God, the sky's bluer, the grass is greener, you know, the fish are singing to them, who knows? Yeah. It's beautiful what we think of when we think of a heaven. And um, they said, we don't want to leave. Have you seen this place? I mean, they're in glory. They're happy. But they didn't have any idea what else there really was. And he showed me, he said to me, because he's revealing this to me so that I would let go and begin to let him teach me. Yeah. He said, I've given you time and circumstances not to become complacent because there it can take a long time. You see, if I think I've arrived in heaven, I'm not going to ask questions. You know, I'm going to see Jesus come walking up to me and it'll all be beautiful. But meanwhile, I'm on the second heaven and I got another eight to go. Well, even as you were talking, I felt um, the Lord say, like, how many colors are in light? And there's six primary colors in light. Mm -hmm. So even light is has six dimensions just to a beam of light. Yeah. Well, they call six. it seven, right? Like the seven spirits. There's seven colors. 
One would be probably, uh, I don't even know at the moment if black is one or not, but there's seven oh, colors just, in a rainbow. I just read six, but okay. I'm, I'm just saying like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I saw yeah. light because we talk about light all the time. He is light. He's mm-hmm. the God of light and kingdom of light. And yet there, there's millions of colors. Yeah. And so what I was seeing was just, if I could give someone an idea of what a dimensional heaven looks like. It would be like when you put light through a prism and you see all those colors. Right. There's different places. There's like the kingdom of red, the kingdom of blue. Yeah. And they all lead to the father. Right. But they're different. And and light speeds up. Yeah. And slows down. Yeah. And color doesn't just have color. It has Sound, frequency. Yeah. So it's music. Both of them are the same. Yeah. On different levels, but I, I'm just like just as a picture of of like almost like those books that we used to read as kids, mm-hmm. where like as you put the layers on, like you had the skeleton, right? Then the organs, then the 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 skin, then yeah. the hair. Like it yeah. was like each layer represents a dimension that if you're on the first one, you don't see the other seven that are on top of you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to go looking. Yes, and this is what you're talking about right now. Is yeah. is in heaven? There's the the ability to be complacent is far outweighed from here. Yeah, because here he told me I've given you time and circumstances, the good, bad, and the ugly, which is Paul to prevent you, yeah, from complacency. And I knew after this experience, instantly, I was freed from time. That's wild. Like, like up to that point, huh. I used to be tormented <laughs> from time. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if I could put time in a <laughs> bottle, right? <laughs> yeah. I used to hum that in my head all the time, like a tormenting oh, no. spirit. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but, but right after this, uh, I went to a conference and there was a prophet speaking. And he was one of those guys that, um, a holiness prophet where everybody, you can hear them, like a little mice around you repenting. Because you're sure he's going to expose your sin, right? Well, I was sitting there, and uh, I could—I was trying not to laugh, because I knew God loved me so much that He would come to me and come to me and come to me and come to me, and send somebody to me and send somebody to me. And at final last ditch effort, He'd tell him to wake me up because I'm—I'm, I'm, you know, I'm perishing here. He—he—he he, he is so—he's a father. Come on. Who loves his children, no matter who they are. And so it was like he's telling me, and I was freed instantly. I was at that. I felt nothing. I knew he doesn't know anything. God's not going to tell him anything before he tells me. And so I was freed from that, and I knew the fruit already was good for me. And I was on this journey of awakening. And if I would allow God to teach me, Far be it, like the Holy Spirit is the teacher to teach me all truth. Yeah. Wow. Why don't I let him teach me and mess with the traditions of men and religious structures that have been put in my mind and were holding me captive Mm. because he wants me to ascend the ladder to the Father. That's the purpose of this thing. And and (laughs) that's why he gave me this revelation. You will know the truth. The truth will make you free. Where's freedom? In the Father. Yeah. Even as you look out tonight 
and you see different planets out, but one galaxy, it's a picture of what's here in the human race on the planet. Mm. People live in different worlds of thought. Yeah. Their mental structures, like the Christ, Western Christianity is a world. Yeah. They live within the world and you're permitted to go there if you think like them. Yeah. You see? Like I can go, but I can't talk, right? Because if yeah. I talk, I won't be in their world. I'm a time traveler and I'm going to freak them out. You see that? And they'll throw me out because I'm dis delusional. They'll think. They're all humming the same frequency. That's it. And if you bring in a different frequency, it causes distortion. Yes. And they can't hear. Not a wrong thing. I'm talking, you know, it'd be the same thing if I go to a, 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 a Mennonite village or China. It's, it's, or it's no, yeah, it, whatever, right? We so, also don't, for some reason, don't recognize culture in the church. We, we somehow think everybody's just supposed to wake up and be the same. Exactly. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, like people grew up in different parts of the world with different stuff. And we don't want them to be like us. No, because then we're robbing them yes. of something God gave them. He chose for them to be born in that place at that time. And they have some truth that we need. And like even even with what's going on in the world today, man, I'm so grateful that God chose for me to be born where I am, to be where I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm I love Stratford. I love being here. Yeah, it's I a great love city. this nation. I love this. Like, yeah. I love the kingdom of God. Like, I love that He did this whole design that I would be a part of something. Hmm. Like, even the house I'm in, like everything is designed. Even my friends moving to the city and family and all this stuff, community exploding all around me. And I'm wouldn't, just going, wouldn't we be shocked that he didn't? He's a designer. I know. He didn't just spin the planet and go off for lunch and hope we work it out. Yeah, come on. So people live in different worlds according to their perception and cannot see unless they're hungry and teachable. Like the Lord said to me. And the Lord opens their eyes from glory to glory, from one world or belief system to the next, from the abyss to the heaven to the heavens, ascending in Christ. So blindness in the dark to becoming fully aware in the light. This is not of human reason or mental consent uh. and a knowledge, but Christ conscious as the way to the Father back home in him. The physical limitations of motion, time, and space are being broken as the seals are removed, because that's in this realm. When divine nature is completely activated, because we only use 3%, 97% yeah. is frozen. So wild. When it's activated, we will be able to naturally transport from place to place without the aid of modern transportation. Elijah and Philip in the Bible were only examples of what will become the normal. Jesus said, those born of the Spirit move like the wind. Right? In fact, I watched a guy's death experience recently, and he was flying. After he died, he was flying over these mountains and going to this place with Jesus. And it was like um, the, the, this guy he met there, and the guy said, oh, no, this is totally normal here. So it's like it's only here we're grounded. 
Come on. Right? And grounded by what? Our belief system. Because that, that guy that flew that cross to the top of the monastery in front of 500 people, he wasn't, he wasn't glued to the ground. No. He was walking in this stuff. Come on. So the apostle John said, you have an unction or an anointing from the Holy Spirit, and you will know all things. So coiled up in the double helix of our DNA, from each cell is the knowledge of the multiverse. The universe is a multiverse, multi-dimensions. The mind of Christ is that. <laughs> Eternity, past and future, all the events that was and will be are within us now. Come on. Even the future, it's all in us. We know. This is the collective consciousness that ties all of humanity together. What one knows, all know. Every one of us know all this now. That's what we're blinded from. We're not traveling forward. Time is a delusion. We're not traveling forward. Like new things are being given to us. Everything that is, was, everything that will be, has been. We are waking up is what we're doing. Michael Danforth says, eternity is more than a space of time that never ends. Mm. Eternity is the knowledge of God. Eternity is knowing God Jesus, and wow. Jesus Christ. Eternity is the past, present, and future because the knowledge of God is from beginning to the end. The Greek word for the eternity is eons, meaning perpetual. It's a continuation without interruption. Therefore, the ultimate state of eternal life is, un I love this, you ready? Mm. Uninterrupted, perpetual knowledge of God's love and his glory. Perpetual, uninterrupted, no breaks in it. You're in it. You are it. One of the challenges in present, um, one of the challenges in present day life is walking in the perpetual knowledge or what we call the knowing of Jesus. There's a deep longing for the continual knowledge of God's kingdom to appear on earth. That's what's the hunger. That's why I share these things mm -hmm. is because of that hunger, not just for myself, but for anyone that will listen and pursue the father for mm -hmm. themselves to see if this be so, and then follow it. <laughs> Spiritual warfare, you want to know what it is for the most part? Not what we've been taught. No. It's the continual effort of the enemy to minimize the knowledge of God's love and power in his people that's already in here. He doesn't want us to know. If we knew, it's all over. That's why it says in Revelations, right? Is that... Is that the guy? You see? You shall know the truth. There we go. The truth will make you free. Experiential knowledge, not informational knowledge. All truth mm. is an invitation to a personal encounter. <laughs> All truth that I'm unpacking is only about a personal encounter with the living word who rips open your DNA to reveal who you are, that you already know all things. 
This is becoming intimately acquainted with the truth. Paul oh, said, smokes. if I could only know you, that was Gnosko, intimately acquainted with him who is truth. Precept on precept, glory to glory, revelation to revelation by faith. Rung to rung until we see him as he is. Moses face to face. Walking and living in the spirit called the promised <laughs> land. Jesus came to give us the promised land, man. Woo, Jesus is so good. And Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen daddy. Daddy was here amongst you and you didn't know. He's so good. So we were given some things that imprisoned us and they're not even biblical. When you go into the Bible, like I did, that's why I do scripture, guys. It may seem like a lot at times, but you can go back and listen to this. The reason I use scripture that way is because I want to deconstruct a lying structure that's been formulated in your mind to prevent you from accessing Abba, who already is in you. The greatest example that I had in my life of this. Yeah. My whole life, people use this word pruning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pruning. God's going to come and he's going to prune you, Corey. He's going to cut away that which is not producing fruit in your life. You're going to look a little funny for a while. You know? <laughs> so then finally the Lord goes to me one day. He goes, Corey, mm. do you know what pruning is? I said, no. Like, it's when they cut the branches on the tree. He goes, go search what pruning in an ancient vineyard was. And I'm like, an ancient vineyard. So back in the day, they mm -hmm. didn't have these nets that hold the grapes off the ground. So when the grapes got heavy, the vine rested upon what? The dirt. Yes. And they got dusty, which made them stop growing. So the owner of the vineyard would come, <laughs> and he would begin to prune by picking the grapes up and washing the dust off that they would grow. Mm -hmm. Jesus put their feet in the bucket and washed the dust off Up their feet so they could grow. Yeah. That's all it is. I know. It's not a cutting. God's not coming into your life to rip you apart and tear you open. And he's not some evil being who wants to torture you into submission. Right. He's coming to lift you up. With careful hands because you're valuable. You make wine. You're a value. And he wants to wash you. Yeah. That you would grow. It's 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 <laughs> simply amazing. It's such a the paradigm between getting cut to pieces yeah. and being gently lifted and washed. <laughs> and and you know, I I went to a after I'd heard that. I went to a vineyard yeah. and I was looking down this row and the net and there was a net carefully holding the bottom up. So it wouldn't touch the, the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, Oh my gosh, God, like think <laughs> that's of, the vine keeper. Think about Jesus going yeah. down the vineyard of millions of Christians, lifting them out of the dirt and washing them constantly. So they grow. I know. 
That's the heart of the father. He isn't cutting you to shreds, throwing it into a big fiery pit so that his heat bill is free. Like and what is the washing of it's washing us of the leaven the of dust. the Pharisees. The dust the very is dust the carnality, right? That the, the, the snake had to eat. That's it. He's like, I'm getting this off my grapes. Yes. Oh God, he's so good, isn't he? Like it's those two pictures are complete up. It's the mm -hmm. same as the the shadow, right? Yeah. Well, Peter's shadow healed the sick. Well, did it? Mm -mm. Because it actually says his shine or his aura healed the sick. His shine or aura. So where was Peter on the ladder that the glory was shining out of him like Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration? Come on. So Christ was healing the sick. What about through the glory through stoning Stephen? Yeah. He had the face of an angel. I know. Because he is. <laughs> One of the sons of God. If we could only get this picture that we've always existed mm. with God, all the human race, our brothers and sisters. We know each Come other. On. We do. We know each even those people you don't know, you know them really well. But the problem is we don't know because of where we are and in the darkness we're in. If we could get this concept, then we could begin to see through the Father's eyes, love unconditionally, and begin to see God reconciling mm -hmm. humanity back into the spirit world. We could take the carnal world and ascend it up the ladder. Check this out. Hmm. The other day, the Lord showed me something unbelievable. So Peter goes on the roof. He has the vision, the the, the blanket with yeah. all the animals. Yeah. Don't call unclean, which I call clean. So we're like, sweet. We're free from the law. We can eat whatever we want. Mm. Not what God is saying. No. Whose house was he at? I, I've heard, the I, Gentiles the house. The Gentiles house, yes. So who is he saying is clean? Exactly. Who hadn't received Christ yet? Who hadn't even met the Messiah? Don't call them unclean, that which I call clean. Every nation, every, every tongue, tongue, every animal was in the blanket. Yeah. This isn't about your diet. Race. No. God was saying, why are you judging them? Why are you allowed to come in? When you see this thing. It's everywhere. Yeah. And when you see. What do you see, John, when you look the other way? <laughs> When you begin to see it, you, you, you see what Paul's when Paul gets blasted by the light. Uh, it's hard for you to kick against ooh. the pricks, Paul. He's going, Lord, what do I have to do with you, right? He knew. And so then from there, he said he counted everything, all that he'd ever learned, dung. Why, Paul? So that he could gain Christ. Yeah. He could ascend the letter and knew the good news of so the gospel. Good. It's a good gospel, isn't it? Oh. It's the everlasting gospel. Oh my gosh. It's the everlasting gospel. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waitress. Shaka boom. Oh yeah. Mm. Just drink hey. his goodness in, guys. He's good. He's present. He's ever present. Uh, hey. Mm. Oh, Shaba. I know mm. like there's moments where even tonight my mind was a little bit on overload. And when that happens, I press back into the goodness. 
Yeah. His goodness. The love of God is his goodness in operation outside of your understanding, bringing you to himself. Yeah. So we're not trying to get anything. We've been got. In fact, we were always got. Remember the Melashut? The Melashut. Yes. The second mitzvah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> even the bread. Mm. Even, yeah, even, I am the bread of life. But right? even their bread was like kneaded mm. and like braided. Like it's all like God oh. screaming from the top of yes. his lungs. You yes. belong to me. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus. So let's quit trying to get Jesus <laughs> and let's just enjoy Jesus. Right, I've I, I've wee, I've set a table <laughs> before you, yeah, and me in the presence of my enemies. Who are my enemies? Those that oh. don't want me to know of whoa of what I've been, <laughs> who I am, and what I've been given. Yeah, and what's on the table? What's on the table? So let's eat, taste, and see that the Lord is good. Enjoy the glory. Go deep into the glory. We always say, Lord, we want to go deeper. We want to go higher. Well, he goes, you can't go any deeper. You're in the center of my heart. You can't go any higher because I'm above the heavens. But you can wake up mm. and taste. You know what is wild, though? Mm. When people start waking up. I remember being in like that word of faith movement for years. And then when I was 18 or nine, no, just before, just before I walked away, Raymond had come out with a new album. Yeah. And one of the songs was like, I want to go deeper. Yes. Take me further. Yes. And like, I couldn't believe it. Like that. They're actually singing about like pursuing God past. Like, cause you know, we're like, taught our whole Christianity to do that. We're, 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 we're we, we were, yeah. uh, uh, just one moment. Yeah, it's good. It's mm. thick. Hey, have uh, a drink. <laughs> hi, Jesus. <laughs> mm. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, yes. you're so, so, your presence is rich. Yes, come on. Woo. You don't even know what I was talking about now. Yeah. Maybe. No, you were whole Christian. You were taught to pursue. Like the Song of Solomon to run after. But then one day I found out he's been pursuing me and I just stopped. (laughs) 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 It's like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing? (laughs) I gave up, but I found him. That's right. There he was. And he he gave me a big wet kiss. (laughs) What did you get in? (laughs) When you stop, yes, <laughs> it's like it's like John fifteen and the vine, you know. It's like I can uh, just see that you can do nothing. So then, uh, all of a sudden, you stop and you say, "I can't do this." He goes, "Great, I've been waiting a long time to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah. Now let's get on with it." I Bill Johnson had this amazing mm-hmm. one-liner one time. Yeah. He said, mm-hmm. um, "It's a hard thing when the Bible asks you to do something impossible, like heal the sick." Yeah. He goes, but the delusion is that any part of the Christian walk is possible. <laughs> yeah. It was all impossible. Oh. I'm <laughs> weary just thinking of what I used to do. <laughs> yeah. Someday I'll tell you about 
Oh, I used to prepare a message. Oh, my gosh, dude. I used to pray over Eight every hours. chair in the room. Yeah, I know. I did that. Every Sunday. Yeah, like, yeah. When I was As an if intern, I was going to do something. I pray over the doorways. Yeah. I pray, oh, God, when someone walks through this door, let them be touched by the glory of God. Well, thank you for that. You know, <laughs> like, I thought I was, like, conquering the darkness, right? I like, know. pushing it back. and That's because we want to feel like we did something. Jesus did it. Ooh. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me, me, we. Me, we. Oh. Uh, we who. Ah, uh, man. Uh, we're being just... a little silly, but can't help but kind of drunk now. Well, it's, you know what it is? Mm. Like, I'm a little mind melted because a lot of stuff that I've been processing and going through and yeah. It's just like coming, like the lights were coming on a little bit, but it was like I was on overload a little bit. And now I'm like getting real drunk because I think things are sinking in. Yeah. yeah. It's like my soul, but like, Lord's like, your soul just needs to do this. So just, he can't accept this sober. Give him some, give him some wine. Yeah. Some anesthesia for surgery. <laughs> we're doing brain surgery today. Mind surgery. Hey, we've been doing mind surgery. And the Holy Spirit is so faithful to give us mm. anesthesia. Is that yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, he's, do, he's doing a religious lob, uh, a lobotomy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, cutting away of the flesh. Because the flesh, the flesh, the flesh, flesh <laughs> profits nothing. <laughs> hey, just mm. to let you guys know, if you're listening, we got Connect uh, Sunday morning here yes. in Stratford. Uptown at what are we? 108? 104. 104. <laughs> 104 Wellington Road. Come on out. Street. Street. <laughs> the place downtown. Mm, yes. If you're around. Yes. We're the wine across from the liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> Get that? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm wrecked. I'm like, ooh. Bless you guys. Yeah, we love you. Thank you so much. Guys, also, too, don't forget that in this place is the place where we receive. Yeah. So just receive. Just start to receive things. That's all we're doing right now. We're receiving. Mm. Because I realized I'm in I am. And, oh, oh my gosh. Think about that for the moment. Yeah. like I'm, this, I'm in the burning bush. This is good right oh, now. Oh, oh. We are the burning bush. On <laughs> <laughs> the burning bush. Who was it? Was it um, um, Evan Roberts that said, I, could, I got this wrong. I'm sure I have this wrong, but it sounds good anyways. I know what I'm going to say is true. If I have the right dude or not, please yeah. forgive me. I think it was Evan. He good. said, uh, set me on fire, Lord, and let them come and watch me burn. Wow. And that's it with the holy fire of the Father, which is the all-consuming love of God, becomes so intoxicating. You know what I really feel? <sighs> Glory, I think. <laughs> the Lord is about to pull some people's hearts back to the first place he truly met them. Which is the first love. And he's going to bring you back to a place where you feel you again. Yeah, you're not that bad. In fact, God Ooh, thinks you're pretty good, actually. Uh, 
He sees who you really are, not that picture in your head that you see. And I just speak over people's bodies. I just saw like there's some people where you feel like your body's almost slowed down over the last six months to eight months. It's felt like your body slowed down. Like it's not responding the way it used to things like that. And so God, we just come against that in Jesus name in this place. We receive life in this place. Zoe life comes forward in this place. The life of God is made manifest in flesh and bone, in flesh mm. and bone, in metabolism, mm. in, in, in the way our bodies interpret food. All these things shift mm. and change now, right in this place of receiving the life that is within us. God, we don't, we're not looking for something to come to us, mm. but we're looking to pull the bucket of the unending source of God inside of us and pull up from the well this living water that we would drink and watch everything change in Jesus' name right now that the mind of Christ, I just see like brains lighting up right now. Like a light bulb. The mind of Christ that is the mind of Christ is a depression repellent in the name of Jesus. God, I just thank you that the mind of Christ, even as we sleep, even as we rest, that we would allow you to have full reign over this land, that we would learn how to yield. Mm -hmm. Not, not that we're commanding you, we're yielding to you. We're yielding to the life that you want us to have. And God, I just thank you that every provision needed, all these things are being released in not released manifesting they're becoming real because of the evidence of life within us the evidence of life that there is a well and so god i just release right now right now in jesus name i feel like there's many people who are going through this but just start to you know focus on the well (laughs) that there's literally zoe life inside of us which is the life in incorruptible indestructible life of god so right now we detangle from the spirit of death we cut ourselves loose from the spirit of death and all that it entails with decay which causes old age pains all these things come we we cut ourselves free from the entanglement of death we we re- we release ourselves from embracing and believing in death as a savior and we embrace life jesus said i am the resurrection it's not a period of time it's him mm. and where does he live in you and me we're in the kingdom so resurrection life the same spirit that raised Jesus up out of the grave is in you right now. And we were raised with him. Therefore, we entangle in Zoe life, mm. the tree of life, and believe Yeshua. We believe Yeshua Come on. for that life and wow. for the ascension into dad. Come on. The awakening into Father from glory to glory that we might fully manifest the kingdom of God as mature sons 
in this earth, mm. loving our brother so that they may come too. Wow. I'm receiving too, man. Yeah. Because this is the thing. If he's laid out a table, what's on a table? Right? He's laid out the table. Like He's, he's like, here you go. So what's on the table is the bread, which is Jesus yeah. himself. Come and eat. Come on. And when we eat, we digest it into us, and it gives us life. Yeah. The true bread, which is what? It's light. It's light. Come on. What did we release tonight? Light. Yeah. Bread. Well, and what does light do if not push back the blindness or the darkness? And so, mm. like, that's why I just went into, like, the receiving mode because, like, there's things that I have needed from him that I need to focus on because if I focus on it, it comes to pass. Like, I had pain all in my hands. Yeah. And right now I'm not experiencing pain in my hands because I'm in the glory. Right. But if I can remain in the glory then I can surpass the elementary principles of this world. Right, right. But can I remain? Well, I think, can I, do you not think again that, like I said before, darkness is is not uh, a space, it's the absence of light. Yeah. So when you bring light, you speed up. Yeah. So you ascend. Well, and it's, it's can I train myself? You know what it is? To submit to the truth. But you, you even that, think about this. Mm -hmm. All it is, is you began a good work. You're already yes. going. Oh, yeah. It's not my it, I know. It's back to that thing of, and this is a hard one, because we always do that. I'm not saying it. I do it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's what it is, is the difference between informational knowledge and revelation. Yeah. So when the, like, what did you do to get, um, origin nothing you didn't work at it did you one moment it wasn't there the next moment it hits you yeah and you get it yeah so it was already in you but yeah. the light from within christ mm. awakened you to a truth that was your truth i was already there it was already there but now it's yours you didn't we didn't go to school to get it mm. you see that's what we're doing here. I'm releasing light. We'll receive it lots of times as information, but. <laughs> oh, wow. But the work is the piercing light of the living word that unwakens and opens up our spirit. And we yeah. get it. We get it. So if you get anything when we're, we're in this, it's because Christ is awakening you. Come on. Hmm. To who you are in him. Yeah. yeah. Plus you guys. Love you guys. Peace. Peace. Remember next week we're going to air uh, the, the Glory, Glory Boys. Boys. So that was a great episode. So tune in next Friday right on the uh, journey page. It'll be posted and you can check that out. Oh, it was good. Good drink. Everybody was in the Glory. Got real deep that yeah, one. That was fun. All right. See you guys. All right. Bless you.